focus gives us the sharp edge we need for breakthrough. Many times without focus we are like a blunt axehead, expending our energies but not seeing much result. Listen to this inspiring message by Pastor Ashish to help you learn an important key to experience breakthroughs. If you have your Bible, just lift it high up and say this with me. This is God's word. This is God speaking to me. I am what God says I am. I can do what God says I can do. I will become everything God has promised. I'm saved, healed, delivered, redeemed. I'm blessed, victorious, prosperous, triumphant. I'm a minister of God, a servant of Christ, and a channel of His blessing. To many people, I receive His word, I believe His word, and I live by His word. Christ is my master, and to Him I am in absolute surrender. In Jesus' name, Amen. God bless you. You may be seated, please. I want to take a few minutes this morning just to review the word of the Lord for 2013. Uh, I suppose many of you would have been present with us uh, for our New Year's Eve service. And uh, I realize many, many people stayed home and watched online and, uh, and were still part of the service. Uh, but for the benefit of those of us who missed the New Year's Eve service, I just want to quickly review uh, the word of the Lord. And then we'll just get into a word that I want to bring to us this Sunday morning. Let me just quickly review the word of the Lord. You know, each year... Uh, we take, take time to say, God, what are you saying to us as a church, as a body of believers? Uh, what should we uh, expect and align ourselves to for the year that's, that lies ahead of us? And so we bring in the New Year's Eve service uh, the word of the Lord for that particular year. So the word of the Lord for 2013, what we felt led of the Lord to bring to us as a body is that 2013 will, is a year of divine favor. A year of divine favor. Uh, you know, uh, and I just want to quickly review this message that we released on the on New Year's Eve service. You know, uh, a divine favor. Uh, G- God is not a partial God. He, he ministers to all of us equally. Uh, and yet there are times in life when, and seasons in our lives as, a indi- as individuals and also as a community uh, when God releases divine favor upon our lives. He does something beyond the normal, beyond the ordinary for us. He releases divine favor. And that's this kind of year that we're looking up ahead of us, a year of divine favor. What does the favor of God do for us? What, what happens when, when you have favor with God and man? What actually takes place? Um, this is in chapter 2 in the publication. The favor of God upon your life and mine gives us influence among people. We now begin, we are now able to influence people beyond the ordinary. The favor of God gives us access to people, places, or things. So, what you normally would not have access to, because of the favor of God, you begin to have access to this year. To people, to places, to things. The favor of God brings unusual opportunities for us. Opportunities that others may not have or we may not have at other moments in life. Because of the favor of God, unusual opportunities open up for us. And I I, I also shared how, you know, for many of us, 
this year will be a year when we will be able to spread our wings and fly. Others may expect that, you know, this is the year you're going to be squeezed, clip your wings, sit down quiet, don't do anything. But because of the favor of God, unusual opportunities will open up and you'll be released to fly. The favor of God brings exaltation. God begins to lift you up. He brings promotion when it's least expected. Uh, He gives you access, causes you to move up. That's what the favor of God brings. And the favor of God releases life. It turns such situations around where there is death because of the favor, life begins to come. And so I want to encourage you and I this year to expect unusual favor on our lives. God will do the opposite of what other people expect to happen to you. People might expect you to go down, but God's going to lift you up. People may expect you to dry up, but God's going to cause you to flourish and blossom because of his favor on you. But we must remember that there are certain things that attract the favor of God upon our lives. The favor of God doesn't just, you know, uh, there are certain criteria, certain conditions for the favor of God to come upon our lives. What causes the favor of God to come upon us? Favor is connected to our assignment. Stay in your assignments. Sometimes it's difficult journeying along in that assignment, but you need to be there. And then when the favor of God comes. So stay in your assignment. Don't jump ship. Don't. Don't think, I mean, unless the Lord directs you to do something. Otherwise, just stay in your assignment because in your, God's favor is given to you to fulfill your life assignment. Favor is connected to righteousness or is connected to the set time. At the set time, God releases favor. There is a due time. There's an appointed time for the favor of God upon our lives. So stay the course. Favor is connected to righteousness. As we walk in righteousness, God releases favor on our lives. Favor is connected to wisdom and understanding. We must walk in wisdom, do the right things to receive the favor of God. So pray for favor over your life. And then the last thought that, I, that we shared on, on New Year's Eve service is that we must be good stewards of the favor of God. When God releases divine favor on our lives, we must be good stewards of it. So some thoughts concerning being stewards of God's favor. We must give, remember to give God all the glory just because good things happen. Don't stop and think, wow, it's because of my brilliance, my ability, what I've done. These things are happening. No, no, no. It's a favor of God. Remember to give Him the glory. Share the blessing of divine favor. When God releases favor on you and me and, and He begins to bless our lives and give us so much, share it. Give, it, give to others who do not have. Do not abuse the favor of God. Do not misuse the favor. If God gives you favor and He gives you access to certain people, steward those relationships. Don't abuse those relationships. God may give you access by divine favor to people in high places and people of influence. Don't abuse that. Treasure it. Guard it carefully. Continue to grow. And just because this is a favorable moment of your life, don't think, okay, I can sit here the rest of my life. No, no, no. There are further things to move into. There are greater depths. There are higher heights you must keep pressing into. So continue to grow in whatever you're doing in life. Protect what has been given. Favor is given, but we can't be careless and reckless about it. Don't let the enemy come and destroy it. Don't let other people misuse the favor on your life. So protect it. Guard it. God has given it to you. You've got to be a good steward of the blessings he puts on your life. And lastly, we must remember... To pass on the favor to succeeding generations.
that's always the sign of a good steward. A good steward knows how to take what God has given to protect it so that it is passed on to generations to come. Amen? So be good stewards. Whatever God releases to your, in your life this year, and He continues to release, be a good steward of it. Steward the favor of God. So that's just a quick review of the message. You can get it off online. You could uh, watch the video or just use the book just to review it and refresh it. This morning, I want to bring a very simple message, a very short message, and then we're going to uh, partake of the Lord's table together. I want to talk to us this morning about focus as a very important key for breakthrough. Focus, a key to breakthrough. The Bible tells us in the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 10 and verse 10, if the axe is dull, and one does not sharpen the edge, then he must use more strength. But wisdom brings success. If the axe edge is blunt, it's not sharp. What are you going to do? You're going to be using a lot more effort, a lot more time trying to you know, cut a piece of wood or whatever you're doing with that axe head. But a wise person understands the importance of sharpening the edge so that you can get that same work done quickly. Less waste of time, energy, and resources. So tell your neighbor this morning, sharpen your edge. Okay, so that's a simple message this morning. Sharpen your edge. In other words, focus. Focus. By focus, we mean to concentrate your attention or your energy on something. That's focus. You're concentrating your attention, your energy on a specific thing. It's to make something the center of interest and activity. So that's what I'm focused on. It's the center of your interest, your activity. Your edge is sharp. It's, that's the part you're hitting over and over again. And when you do that with a sharp edge, you're going to have breakthrough. And many of us in uh, uh, different areas of our lives, we, we're wondering, why aren't we getting breakthroughs? Why aren't we going beyond where we are? We've reached a ceiling. We've reached a stagnant or a stagnation point. And it's good, but we have not gone beyond that where we are. Sometimes... It takes a little more focus to get that sharp edge that will help you break through. And that's what I want to encourage us with in 2013. I'm not saying this is the only thing that may be necessary in our lives. For some of us, we may need to do a few other things. But for us to see breakthrough into new realms, perhaps the reason why we aren't breaking through is because of a lack of focus. And so I want to encourage us this morning, focus in in those areas where you are expecting to break through. Focus essentially gives us the sharp edge we need to break through. We need to focus, especially if we are wanting to break old habits and develop new ones. That's another important reason why you need focus. And some of us, we've been trying to break out of certain our patterns and habits for a long time. We keep trying, trying, trying. Nothing's happening. Well, 
Maybe one reason is because you need to focus on that to break out of it and get in to new patterns and habits that you wish to develop. You know, so many times without focus, we are like a blunt axe head. We keep expending our energies but not seeing much results. So this year, 2013, Maybe you begin to focus in certain areas for breakthrough. Now, when we say focus, I do not mean that we all quit everything we're doing and say, I'm going to do only one thing in life. You can't do that because all of us have many roles in life. You know, somebody, for example, maybe a wife, a mother, a businesswoman, a worship leader, a social worker. What else? Some of those roles. One person. And you have all these roles. You, you can't say, from this year onwards, I'll only be a wife. <laughs> you can't do that. You've also got to be a mother. You've also got to be a homemaker. you also got to, you know, if you're working in the marketplace, you, you're a worker, businesswoman there. You're serving in church, whatever you're doing in church. You know, maybe you're part of the worship team. You're, a, you know, in the worship. Whatever. You've got many roles to play. So, what, you know, probably it's only those people living who've, you know, totally relinquish all of life and disappear in the Himalayas. They can say, you know, I'll do only one thing. Sit down here and just meditate or something. But for the rest of us, we've got more than one area of life that we are responsible for. So it's, when we say focus, we're not saying quit everything else and just do one thing. That's some of you say. You cannot do that. You've got many areas. You've got multiple responsibilities. All of us probably have multiple responsibilities in life that we have to fulfill. But when we say focus, what we mean is in specific areas of life where you really want to see breakthrough, in those areas, you pick a specific point that you're going to sharpen your edge and go after with a very sharp edge because you want to see a breakthrough in that particular area of your life. So you can have multiple points of focus in different areas of life. And that's what I want to uh, encourage you to do. That for certain areas of life, so you know, I've not made any progress in this area. For example, taking care of your health. You know, you've, you know it all. You've read all the health books and, you know, all the magazines. You know it. I mean, you don't have to keep repeating it. But, you know, maybe the years have gone. We're really not taking care of it. But this year, you say, you know what, this year, I'm going to focus on one of that, those things. Maybe... The focus in that area of taking care of your health will be at least let me exercise and do certain kind of exercise so many times a week, whatever. It's a focus. It's very clear. You've got to go after it. Maybe in your spiritual life, you know, you know you've got to spend time in the Word and pray. And you know all that. And maybe once a year, every now and then, you just do something. But this year, you make it a focus. In my spiritual life, one thing I'm going to do is to make sure I keep the first 15 minutes of my day or whatever, you know, our lunch break or nighttime, whatever is good for you. I'm going to do that. I'm going to spend that time with God. It's very clear. Focus. For your spiritual life. You're going after that. Maybe for your professional life. Maybe, you know, you knew that you had to upgrade your skills for a long time, but you've been putting it off, putting it off. I don't have time to take that additional course. Or I don't have time to, you know, uh, uh, to learn that new technology. No, no, no. I'm, I'm busy enough with 
just all this work that I have to do. And so what's happened? Years have gone by and your skills are dangerously outdated. So you better do something about that. So this year you say, you know what? This year I'm going to focus for my professional life. I'm not going to be worried about whether I get a raise or not. I'm not going to worry about whether I get promoted or not. That's not that. That's not what I'm going to after. I want to make sure this year I complete or I develop this certain skill or go through this certain training for my professional life. Whatever you're doing. Focus on that. So what about my promotion? This year I'm not going to be worried about it. What about, you know, um, uh, getting into a bigger role? No, no, no. Leave that all aside. Focus on just developing or getting that training you need or, you know, just that extra skill that you need to develop. Focus on it this year. Because once you do, the promotion will come. Once you do, the new role that you want will come. Perhaps the reason you've not got the new role is because you, your boss realizes your skill is a little... It's getting old, man. This guy's getting old. <laughs> I can't move him into that new area. So what you need to do is of putting it off year after year. This year, focus. And see, that's one thing I'm going after in my professional life. I want to have a sharp edge and go after that and break through uh, in that area. So for different areas, you and I uh, need to focus. You know, just a great illustration from nature is this, you know, sunlight is wonderful. It disperses all around us and, and it's, it's wonderful. But the moment you take a magnifying glass and you're able to cause those rays to converge on a particular point, you can actually create a fire that can destroy a forest. All it takes is something that causes light to be focused, converge on a particular point. So powerful. So this whole idea of convergence, of being focused, of having a sharp edge to your acts can give even me a great breakthrough that probably has been delayed for a long time. So by focus, we mean prioritization and concentration. Say, so Pastor, this morning you sound like a motivational speaker, not like a <laughs> Bible teacher. It's okay. Sometimes we just need to motivate God's people too. Amen? So focus, we mean prioritization and concentration. You've got to prioritize. So in your professional life, maybe this year, developing a new skill is going to take higher priority than getting a raise in your salary, getting a promotion, and getting a new role. The priority of getting that new training, that additional training, goes up. Prioritize that. Or for your health. Give it a greater priority. Prioritize. Push it up in the level of priority. Because that will help you focus on it. So it requires prioritization, but also requires then concentration. That will help you and me focus on what needs to be done. Distractions often dissipate our time, our energy, and even other resources when we get distracted. You know, you're in the workplace. Biggest distractions are Facebook. Email, uh, just just wandering time on. You know, you you you're busy. Okay, I, I've got to find out a little bit more information. You're trying to research a topic. You Google it, page comes up, but then on the side comes another link, 
And before you realize it, you're like deep in research on some totally unrelated topic, which has no relevance to your work, and you wasted about an hour of your time. Distractions. They dissipate our time, our energy, and lots of other resources. So you, in order to focus, you need to block out these distractions. So sometimes what I do is I answer emails in the morning and I close it down. It's okay, I'm not going to look at email anymore. Because the moment you have a, look at read an email, you have the urge to respond. You have to reply. You've got to. It's okay. Now let me concentrate on some real work. And then maybe get back to the emails at the end of the day or something like that. Why? You need to block it out so that you can create this environment so you can focus on something. Your work. So block out distractions. And this, you apply this to every area of your life. Your spiritual life. What's distracting your spiritual life? Why aren't you breaking through? You understand maybe it's a lack of focus. But what's disturbing your focus? Maybe it's the cell phone. You're about to read your Bible and SMS comes in. Suddenly the SMS becomes more important than God speaking. So you reply to the SMS. And then you go back before you read another SMS comes in. So your cell phone's a distraction. So what? Switch it off. So, but if I turn my phone off, what about those people? Relax. The world's not going to fall apart if you switch your phone off. Amen? Switch it off. Just focus. Get on those distractions so you can read the word of God. You can pray. Mark Murdoch makes the statement. He says, the only reason men fail is because of broken focus. Broken focus leads to distraction which leads to failure on your assignment. James chapter 1 verse 8 says that a double-minded man is unstable. In all his ways. Because he's not focused. Double-mindedness, lack of single-mindedness brings instability. It causes us to waver around. We're not able to hit our target. Uh, we, we miss on what needs to be done. You've heard this before, but as you set goals, set smart goals. Most of your professionals probably know all this, but just a reminder. Set goals that are specific. Describe it in a sentence. Measurable. You know what you want to achieve. Attainable. You can do it with the grace of God. Relevant. That's appropriate to that particular area of your life. And time bound. You've, you've said some timelines. This is how I'm going to move along and progress towards reaching that. So I want to encourage you for areas of your life, begin to develop some focus. Set a specific goal. Determine how you're going to go about reaching that and measure your progress towards it. And set a time frame for progress. So as a church, similarly as a church, so th- you know, let's take this message, apply it to our personal lives, individual lives. But even as a church, we're going to kind of do the same thing as we journey to 2013. We're going to spend a block of time but we will all focus on one thing for our spiritual growth. So for 2013, I've divided our spiritual journey into three blocks of time, three seasons if you want to call it. The first season 
we're going to focus on one thing. Discipleship. On becoming a disciple and learning how to make disciples. Focus on that one thing. On being disciples and learning how to make disciples. At the end of it, I, my desire is that all of us will know how to go and make disciples in the city. So we can actually multiply the impact we are having as a church on the city. So it will no longer be, you know, a few people who are trying to win souls and disciple them. But all of us will be equipped on how to win souls, disciple them. And we ourselves will be on that journey of becoming better disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. The second block of time, we'll be focusing on healing, on receiving healing and ministering healing. Now, I know theologically all of us accept that. We all accept the fact that God heals and and, and God works uh, miracles and so on. But I feel that as a church, we need to go a little further in our experience of that. In order to do that, we have to focus. We need to sharpen our axe head and go after that particular area. So that as a church, we will break through many, I realize many of us are, have problems in our own bodies and, and, and struggles and it's not wrong. We just need to know how to receive healing and uh, uh, know how to minister healing. And so we'll spend a time, a season, a chunk of our time this year on that subject, on healing, just breaking through, not only learning about it theologically, but also pressing into it experientially. And the last season, last chunk of time this year, we'll spend on the Holy Spirit, the anointing of God, learning more about the person, the work of the Spirit, and how He operates in our lives, and learning how, what He wants to do through us. Amen? So you know where we're going as a church this year? Amen? We're going to spend time on discipleship. We're going to spend time on healing. We're going to spend time on the Holy Spirit. We're going to have the seasons where we'll focus on this one thing, go after it in all that we do so that we can develop ourselves as body spiritually in these three areas. You say, what about other areas? You know, what about, you know, I want to know when the Antichrist is coming and all that, you know. <laughs> I mean, relax, you know. We'll have time for that maybe 20 years from now, sometime later. But this year, this will be our focus. I'm not close, I want to close with this one word. You know, overall, for all of us, our focus must be Jesus. The Bible says in Hebrews 12, verse 2, looking unto Jesus. Get, keep your eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. So ultimately, our great grand focus must be on the Lord Jesus Christ himself. So why is that important? Because, you know, while we spend time focusing on discipleship and spending a season on talking discipleship, understand that although we are focusing on that as a theme, as a subject, we don't want to get distracted from focusing on the Lord Jesus Christ. Or when we spend time talking on healing, understand that that healing, the Christian life is not all about healing. Just that as a church, we're spending time to focus on that. But ultimately, our focus is still on the Lord, Jesus. Or when we take time to, you know, talk about the Holy Spirit and how He works and so on. 
as a church, because we want to develop ourselves in that area, we are focusing on that theme, that topic, and researching and studying and pressing into it. But don't forget that ultimately our focus is on Jesus. It's not on healing. It's not on how many disciples we make. It's our focus must remain on the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Jesus is our model. Jesus is our standard. Jesus is the center of our theology. It means that if I don't understand something, or if somebody else says something that confuses me, I go to Jesus. What did Jesus say about it? That's the absolute. He's the focus of everything we do. Amen? We'll talk more about that in the weeks to come. But this morning, just remember, sharpen your focus. Have a laser sharp focus. The laser light can penetrate. People do surgeries with it. Pinpoint precision. They can, they can um, modify things and, and all of that. Why? Because this laser sharp focus of light gives the capacity, gives that much more power and energy delivered to that point that causes breakthrough, that causes things that otherwise will not happen uh, without that focus. So have laser sharp focus on specific things that you want to break through into this year. Father, we just pray for the grace upon each one of us to walk in the full blessings of this new covenant, Lord, that we are in. That we'll walk in the covenant blessings. That we will walk as covenant people. The hearts always aligned to you. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face to shine upon you. Release His divine favor upon you. Cause His countenance to shine upon you and give you His peace. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We trust that this message was a blessing to you. We'd love to hear from you. You can email us at contact at apcwo.org. Also, visit our website www.apcwo.org for additional resources. Thank you for listening and God bless you.